Well, another Sunday podcast recording. Today I wanted to talk about old podcasts that no one seems to listen to anymore. Well, maybe people still listen to them, maybe they still have some importance, but how I'm dealing with this phenomenon. Now, folks who might be listening in may have listened to my previous podcast. Many of you listen to a spectrum of my podcasts, and I'm always very thankful when occasional folks get in contact and say, hey, I heard such and such, and I thought, well, which one is that? Is that my rules are better? <laughs> Are you an original Stone Ape listener? I don't really know. This is why I like receiving correspondence from just random people that listen to my podcast to give a sense of who I am and what I've been doing. In recent months, in fact, really since COVID, from the start of COVID, I've moved my domains over from Network Solutions to Google as a provider. I don't think I'd lose anything for saying that out in the public. But Network Solutions was just crazy making. And for a period of time, I bought some .io domains and they went touch them and the whole thing was bizarre and required multiple calls and did absolutely nothing and then I created a new Network Solutions account and I was able to transfer a bunch of domain names to Network Solutions other account, not my main account, which had been damaged in some way because I bought these .io domain names. And then finally I asked a bunch of people who I trust where they register their domains because someone has to do it. And the winner was Google, which I don't necessarily know is a good thing in the long term, but it was the winner and they were the, the, the best price, no contact service, which is just pretty standard for Google, but better than Network Solutions where I called and got no contact service, but I had to call them repeatedly. I literally probably six, seven times of just being put on hold and hung up upon. And it's interesting, actually, I'm, I'm transferring my prescriptions similarly for a similar reason. This whole quality of service thing is just like a non-issue. Just get the cheapest possible people that don't know anything and make sure they're the only people you can contact. Well, Google doesn't have anyone to contact. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I changed my domain names over to Google. And now, I don't know how many I have. I have about 90. Far too many. Far too many domain names associated with an individual. Bunch of them based on speculative stuff that I haven't even done yet, which is harder to get rid of, but still need to get rid of now. And a bunch of them are things like network aficionados, network aficionados, attic aficionados. So I can't even remember the name of the podcast, or this comes next, or a bunch of podcasts that I've done historically, which have had domain names associated with them, which no longer the other participant is even semi-active. I mean, I still have some correspondence with Jacobina. So I contacted Jacobina and her husband, now Rick, and said, I'm getting rid of thiscomesnext.com, you know. Got the audio all saved. It's on the Internet Archive. Same with Attic Aficionados. I think all the audio is on the Internet Archive. Really, I should have reached out to Connorsite's bone here, but I sent him a large box of stuff <laughs> literally on the same day. And I haven't actually done anything with Attic Aficionados because that's through to 2024. So for folks that are interested in my podcasts, they're going to be kept on the Internet Archive until some comedian decides to ruin me on the Internet Archive as well, which might happen. Never know. But yeah, the audio is stored there. And in the case, so this comes next is relatively easy. Stone Ape is just on the Internet Archive. It's been there for the entire podcast. I think every episode is on the Internet Archive. So I don't really, I, there's no domain name associated with Stone Ape either. It's a, it's a cut off the domain name that the comedian ruined. So the one that comes up next is Attic Aficionados. And that is such a curious podcast. The whole thing is just bizarro, still for me to this day. In fact, I was talking to my wife about it yesterday. And I said, for the longest time, the dude, who won't be named here, <laughs> perhaps, his wife was friends with me on Facebook for like two, three years afterwards. 
And even though he cut all communication, I would periodically see updates, very rarely, but periodically updates from his wife. Similarly, his best friend stayed in contact with me. My long-term friend, who I knew independent of this individual, is, is not even on Facebook anymore. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I could get in contact with him periodically and just say hello if I was ever going to Pennsylvania. But basically, everything associated with this podcast was just so bizarro funny from the get-go that I wonder why I even maintained it. I mean, I must have, I don't know, for the past six-plus years paid for the domain name, and it's a couple of domain names, actually, and maintained them accordingly. So, yeah, Attic Aficionados is going to be an easy one to get rid of. The audio will still be on the Internet Archive. Uh, people will be able to find that. But it's just this notion of a legacy. Like, do you ever build upon a legacy? Like, I guess the legacy is that I still have a bunch of listeners who pick me up through one of these podcasts that continue to listen to this particular podcast. That's the that's the happiness I should get out of just distancing myself even more increasingly from these phenomena. But it does, it's not even bittersweet. You look back and you just... It's not even really bitter. I mean, it's, it's a kind of like, what on earth was going on? We traveled, my wife and I traveled to Pennsylvania and back. In essence, initially, well, the justification was to meet the individual that I was podcasting with. And that's the point on the way back that he decided he wasn't going to do any more with the podcast. And now I have young children. So I'm in a very different mindset in terms of my understanding of where he was. But the complete lack of communication following and just the hard cut. Anyway, well, it's there. It's available for people that still have an interest in this thing. Most of these people are now in their 30s. So the audio is still there. And yeah, it exists as some very bizarro thing that is just there. Stone Ape I feel a bit better about, but still ended very dramatically. And uh, is what it is. I mean, it's funny. I used to, at times, go back and listen to Stone Ape periodically. I don't think I could go back and listen to it probably doesn't age very well 2016 to end the podcast i mean on some level i guess i was really cogent and active and if you want to get a sense of me at my better times at least it felt like my better times certainly stone ape exists as that it's audio where uh, even the biota audio i periodically go back and listen to and think to myself wow if someone came in contact with this person they may not be able to recognize me now <laughs> <laughs> it's like the man of that mental state is not the man of this mental state but i guess that's the nature of these podcasts that they now exist in this kind of ether there was a time where i thought i would catalog all my podcasts together it would be easy i guess that's what the internet archive is for people that want to search for it but just the sheer number of hours of audio alone it's pretty striking it's pretty striking just that there are literally hundreds of hours of audio but someone might go back and listen to it and i might work their way through to here there are other podcasts like short funk for example which i've never gone back and listened to i know it exists it exists at a particular time it doesn't i mean people say there are certain elements associated with my professional work that makes it slightly more i don't know alienating or difficult and i was certainly quite upset through periods of time of doing that recording probably even more so than stone eight well the stone eight recording was ultimately cut after a period of time of that recording uh, because I just didn't, I mean, I didn't have the time on a Friday night to talk to Heron, and Heron didn't want to talk to me, so it was simple. But yeah, it is funny, this podcasting legacy, and the fact that it occurs years after the fact, I just come back and assess, and like, I don't want to be spending this money on a regular basis. It just doesn't, even though it's a relatively small amount of money, 
And then I look at things like Patreon, where I continue to put in much bigger amounts of money to a variety of things. And really, I probably should be questioning that as well, but it's easier just not to question it and make these simplifications. But I think just cognitively, it's probably good to clean up attic aficionados now. Cognitively, it's probably good, even though there's nothing to clean up with Stone Age. This comes next. Very cognitively, it's good to clean that thing up. And actually, it's a very interesting representation because there was a bunch of stuff not ever aired that went on behind the scenes that this comes next as well. The whole thing was very curious. And I don't know if I, I could never do This Comes Next again. I could never do Attic Aficionados again. I could never do Stone Ape again. Just not at that period of my life where necessarily I feel comfortable with the level of disclosure. But also, This Comes Next was a very strange recording <laughs> from the way I look at it now, looking back. Just strikes me as something that I was never actually able to do what I wanted to do with the podcast. And I don't think Jay was particularly fulfilled in the podcast either, aside from it being a podcast and being fun and, you know, being able to chat with Connor Sites Bowen occasionally. So, you know. But yeah, it's interesting that these two podcasts, Attic Aficionados and This Comes Next, came directly out of Stone Age uh, in some regard. The, the need to talk to someone in a way that was present in Stone Ape is certainly very present in both This Comes Next and Attic Aficionados. Completely different areas. So, anyway, one has to move on. One has to say, and it's for lying under the spit. It's clearly not something that anyone else cares about to, you know, a monumental level. I mean, obviously people listen to it periodically, but the whole nature of these podcasts is more like radio than it is, you know, long-standing series audio. So... I don't know. Another generation of kids may not ever actually come to Attic Aficionados or This Comes Next. Both date remarkably well. But Attic Aficionados in particular, that whole thing. I mean, everyone involved with the other side of it have all drawn the line under things. A bunch of people are dead. Well, not a bunch of people. But, you know, people have drug addictions and alcohol addictions and yell at TMZ periodically. I mean, is that my legacy with this thing maybe some way who knows it was quite ironic actually because I, I was instructed very clearly that this thing was going to be very different and it was but ultimately its demise was caused by the very reason that we weren't going to talk about the stuff we weren't going to talk about anyway i'm going to give you back your sunday thank you very much for listening tom barbelay las vegas nevada signing out